Number four, is all given in the name of the Lord rewardable by God? Now, the question, the catch is, all given in the name. I've told you that the name of the Lord doesn't mean you just say in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord means according to the character, according to the authority, and I'll show this, it's all given rewardable by God. Even when you don't perceive the giving in your spirit, that means it is not in the name of Jesus. I will show you. Okay? If you don't perceive something in your spirit, then that giving is not in the name of Jesus because it's not consistent with the character of Jesus concerning giving. For he has said, God loves a what? Cheerful giver. Are you following what I'm saying here? Saying the name of Jesus doesn't mean that at the end of something I just said, in the name of Jesus Christ. It ha Look, it's like saying somebody wants to go and commit adultery and say, and I'm doing this now in the name of Jesus. It can't, you cannot disobey in the name of Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying here? You can't do something wrong in the name of Jesus Christ. What is the right posture of a believer? This will take time. All right? When national office holders violate their constitutional provisions, even take the government for granted, rebuke openly, correct, criticize, what should a believer do if you caught a brethren in an act? It looks like you're a policeman looking for, <laughs> because this catch the brethren. In an act not consistent with scriptures, God bless you, sir. You'll see it. Now, let me quickly answer the last one first. And this is important. If you see a brother disobey, let's say you are in the same office, and you see a Christian brother disobey an obvious scriptural injunction, complete disobedience, the Bible commands that if you see your brother sin, a sin will not be unto death, you shall ask God life for him. Full stop. The Bible did not say you should approach him and talk to him about it. Please hear what I'm saying. You have to read the Bible well. The Bible says if your brother sins against you, then you go and meet him. But if he's not sinning against you personally, which means the transgression was not done to you as an individual, is when it's done to you, you go and meet the person to talk to the person about it. If you see a person do that, go to God in prayer because if you are not authorized to speak and you go into that person's life, you are going to scatter everything. Now, do you understand what I'm saying here? This is very important. That scriptural injunction did not say just approach a brother. It says, if you see, all right, you should ask. Then it says, pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he might send forth laborers into the harvest. It has happened to me before. Somebody did something and, and came to tell somebody that I knew, a minister in this church, and then the minister spoke to the person and the situation got worse because they had their own personal relationship. Now, the person was trying to gain my attention to get into it. I knew if I got myself involved and my name was mentioned with that particular thing, trying to resolve it, the person actually, all right, was trying to bait something. Now, later on, I found out that the person's business had collapsed and the person needed 20 million, so the person wanted to blackmail this person. The person they were trying to blackmail didn't have the 20 million. So, of course, if I got involved, then they might felt that the blackmail, I realized much later. So, if I got myself into it, then it would just have been that, you know, and then, okay, go and meet your friend, Pastor Koji, to collect money if he has 20 million, and then you will have been part of the milking process. What you should do is, the Bible says, 
the harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he might send forth laborers into the harvest. There is somebody that is designed by God to talk to that person. It may not be you. If the offense is not to you personally, which means if they offended you, then you go and meet the person. But if it's something somebody is doing, ask God for life for that person, pray for that person, that there will be a conversion in the soul of that person. Get it from God that God has moved on behalf of that person. Then you ask God, am I supposed to go or is somebody else supposed to go? Kenneth Hagin said he was preaching to his uncle and praying for his uncle for 12 years. The man did not respond. One day he was in prayer. God said to him, you cannot get him converted. Ask me to send somebody to him to get him converted. In two days, that man was born again. All right? Kenneth Copeland went into a city and there was a minister that was in error. Copeland got there, and somebody walked up to Copeland and said, Sir, now that you are in a city, I hope you are going to correct this man. Copeland told him, he said, listen, number one, I will not step to correct somebody except it's revealed to me by God. Number two, the fact that you have come naturally to tell me to do that has destroyed whatever God wants to do. So even if God intended it, you have tampered with this process, I'm going back. What we will do is that we will pray that the right man goes to correct the person. Because sometimes people get themselves in trouble on an errand that God didn't send you. You heard what I'm saying? Where you are putting, you are, that's what, I mean, the fact that Miriam and Aaron saw that Moses technically married the wrong person doesn't mean you should go and put your mouth there. Excuse me. Ah, don't you know the Bible said that we should not marry from this area? They got themselves into trouble. What you should say is, Lord, touch the heart of Moses that he may repent from this his way. It's not me that he came to marry. Do you get what we're saying here? Then, peradventure, you have somebody that will talk to Moses. If it's not me, don't exalt yourself and then be doing spiritual police around the whole place. You will land in trouble. Then talk to him. Father, I'm asking you, all right, if it is me, order my steps aright and open the opportunity for this to happen. If it's not me, I'm asking you send somebody to go and talk to this person. Do you get what we're saying here? The one of approaching somebody is if they trespass all right, against you, which means that the sin was done in a way that it affected you, all right, as a person. Now, if that is not the case, then you are not bound to put your mouth into it, but you are bound to pray for that person for the conversion of the soul of that person, and then to ask God for an intervention through another human being, all right, once it's not you, and you thank God and watch God move, all right, on that particular situation. All right, now, what's the first one in that one? I have, okay, kind of. Let's quickly look at the first one. It's all given when you don't perceive. What's the right posture of a believer? All right, so it's all given, rewardable by God. Now, if it's done in the name of Jesus Christ, and I'll explain what it means to give in the name of Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 42, put that up. Matthew 10, if all given in the name of the Lord. If it's in the name of the Lord, God rewards all given in the name. But I'll tell you what it means to do in the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall give a drink unto one of these little ones a cup of water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Mark. Mark 10. All right, it says, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, brethren, sisters, father, mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake, or the gospel. It says, verse 30, He shall receive... A hundredfold now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands. Remember, you didn't add wife. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Because he said, then I left my wife. He has to give me wife 100 food. He dropped wife food. Check it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Children land with persecution and in the world to come eternal life. So, all giving in the name of the Lord is rewarded, but what does it mean to give in the name of the Lord? 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Put up the Amplified Version. 2 Corinthians 9. All right, quickly. 9, 7. Amplified. Let each give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart. Not reluctantly, not sorrowfully, or under compulsion. For God loves, takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do its giver, whose heart is in his word giving. So if it is not what you have purposed from your own heart, and it is being forced out of you by compulsion, then you have entered one chance. Do you understand what I'm saying? The one that works, now I'm not saying a person can raise an offering, now don't get me wrong, but even if he's raising an offering, it must register inside your heart that this offering that is being raised, you connect with it, and you are doing it joyfully, not that you sat down and then the person says, there's still somebody else here. There's still somebody else here. There's still somebody else here. And out of pity for the person saying it, all right, or some reason there, you just decide, all right, okay, to stand up. Or let's say you know the minister, he knows your financial state, and he's saying there's somebody else here. It is just 50,000. It is just 50. 50,000 only, all right. In other words, we know you will not have more than 50. Get up. Now, that is one chance. But everything that is done in the name of the Lord, all right, is rewarded, all right, by God. Okay, quickly, um, let's go to number five. Now, this is somebody that cursed. No, quickly, number five. Let, let's leave the national office holder. It's not necessary. All right. Okay, thank you for the town hall. I attended Covenant since 2007. I must say God bless for letting me use it. After the service, I realized my umbrella had been stolen. <laughs> So I had to walk under the rain with my nine-month-old child. I am upset naturally because I can't protect him from the rain. Then, can I cause the thing? <laughs> can I cause the thing with prayer? I know blessings and cursing shouldn't come from the same mouth. You know, when you are saying something wrong, if, if I inside you, you, you know that. You yourself, you are, you are saying why you should not do it. Yet we have scriptures, especially in the Psalms, that appear to describe justified, righteous person. Especially Psalm 109 and David's prayer against Ahithophel. I also know the Lord will avenge. Which means you know that God will have it, but you still. <laughs> Can I suggest to the Lord the type of vengeance that I want him to do, <laughs> which is the removal of cover? <laughs> that he says, I won't cause, I won't pray against the person. 
I thank God he or she is protected from blame. I thank God I have the means to get a hand with her. I'm sorry this is long, but what's your view on this? Is it okay for me to use scriptures to pray against this individual? All right. On top umbrella. Just umbrella now. We are going into theological stuff. <laughs> All right. Let me say this to the person, if the person is in this service. When I was praying about this question and answer, this specific word now for the person, when I was praying about it, I got to this umbrella issue. The Lord laid it on my heart that the reason why you are hot is because of your nine-month-old child that you wanted to cover and was uncovered by the person who stole the umbrella. That if you let that umbrella go and you forgive that person, he will replace that umbrella with a house. Now, I'm saying specific now what I heard. But to answer your question <laughs> as to whether you can cause a person on an umbrella. Now, let me tell you this. You ask, can I curse? You can curse. Listen to what I'm going to say. Will it work? It will work if the person is unprotected, which means they don't understand spiritual things. However, it is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. If you two, while driving, splashed water on somebody and the person turns around and says you will not make profit in that car, it will hold. For what you are doing is the lower law of eye for eye, tooth for tooth. So you are exposing yourself to be cursed if you curse. For the Bible says, judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Which means you judge, you can be judged. The second law, so there are two laws reigning in the realm of the spirit. God said first one. He said, everything God said is eternal. He was the one that said it. So that law is in existence and you can practice it. He now came and said, you have heard what I say unto you. Which means this is a higher law. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. He said, bless, curse not. Do good to them. Now, if you read this to the end, then tell me whether you should curse. Luke 6.27. Are you ready to the end? Okay, quickly. Luke 6.27 to 37. Quickly, please. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them that hate you. All right, next verse. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Verse 29. And unto him that smited thee one cheek, him that take away your cloak, forbid not to take your coat. Verse 13, give to every man that asketh, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Verse 31, all right, the will that men should do unto you, do to them likewise. 32, it says, for, that's why it says, what you do, do to them is what they will do to you. For if you love them that love you, what thank have ye? For sinners love. All right, verse 33, if you do good to them that do good, what thank have you? Sinners do the same. Verse 34, it says, if you lend to them hope to receive, sinners do the same. Verse 35, it says, love your enemies, do good, hoping for nothing, and your reward shall be great. For you shall be children of the highest, for is kind to the unthankful, and to the what? Evil. 
Next verse. Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Next verse. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be. You see, all those who that pray dangerous cross prayers, I've looked at them. They don't make progress in their lives. Like right? Because what you are doing is you are exposing your own self to, to be that. Now, however, let me also say this about spiritual things. To forgive a person is to relinquish your desire and right to inflict an injury on, upon that person for the wrong that the person did. That is what it means to forgive. Which means I relinquish my right, all right, to avenge, to hurt, or to make any pronouncement over the life of that person. However, this doesn't mean that you cannot ask God to judge the situation. And the judgment of that situation is in compassion. In other words, a forgiving, but God... Now, the umbrella, this person might have taken it in error. Let's just say he took it in error. All right, so the umbrella shouldn't be the issue here because he might have, maybe he thought it was umbrella, so let's make the case for the person that the person took it in error. And can you imagine how silly you'll be in the prayer to be cursing somebody who took something in error and the angels are looking at you and you are shouting psalms on that person just on an umbrella, okay? That you'll, be, you'll really look silly in the realm of spirit. However, let's just even say somebody did something that was actually wrong, right? And you forgive that person because sometimes we make a mistake in Christianity and when we forgive, we don't have the balance. I mean, if, if of, of also making sure that that person actually changes, okay? So you can forgive a person, right? You can, let me say this, you can forgive a person and withdraw fellowship from that person because you want the person to realize what they are doing is wrong. Do you, are you following what I'm saying here? It doesn't mean, forgiveness means you've relinquished your right to hurt or harm this person. And you can ask God in prayer and say, look, God, judge this issue and intervene on the life of this person so that they can come to realize, I'm not talking about Brenda now, if it's a major character defect that can destroy them in future, they can come to realize that and bring about the necessary changes, all right, that ought to. Okay? So, it's just like saying that if somebody says, all right, uh, if a parent disciplines a child, doesn't mean they are working on forgiveness, all right? They, they're forgiving the child, but they understand that this is a calm character defect that can affect the child in future if it's not removed from the person. Now, final question I'll take is number six. All right? Now, I like this question. I want to take it. It says, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he hear, be along with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith upon the earth. All right, so the question is, can you explain what the scripture meant when it comes to regard to answers prayer? That though he be along with them, shall he find faith on the earth? In other words, if we go back, all right, he says, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he be along with them. That be along sounds like timing. And then he says, I will avenge them speedily. And that says quickly, but be along with them sounds also like timing there. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So what's going on here is what he's saying. All right. 
Now, now bear long, all right, means that it's long-suffering, which means that what God is actually saying, he's saying it, a powerful statement of compassion. He's saying, I will, I will answer you speedily on the condition that I find faith in operation, all right, when you are praying. However, understand that I will be along with you. In other words, I will, what he's saying there is if you are operating in faith, I will overlook your errors. Provided, and I'll prove what I'm saying from the Bible, provided you also as a person, you are working in forgiveness, which means that if God was going to look into your life, uh, dot the eyes and cross the tears, he might, he might, he might say that where we He says, but I will, to be along means, it's just like, uh, let's, let's assume that, I mean, I was, I was listening to something yesterday, they're playing cricket, Ashes. So, so they were asking about an old player. And, and so they, they kicked him out of the English team, maybe 2008 or something, and they were asking. And, they, and, and the, the captain then, who was Michael Vaughan, was saying, look, look, this guy is a difficult guy. We know he's a very difficult guy. He's a, you know, he's a difficult guy, all right? He said, when I was his captain, I, I managed him, right? Which meant I was being long, but I recognized his talent. So, I, I, so God is saying that, look, I will put up, all right, with you. All right, he's, it's actually a statement of compassion. It's not our length of time. It's long-suffering, which means I will, so, so don't get condemned. What I really want from you is that, right, you are operating in faith. Now, let me prove what I'm saying. Go to James chapter 1, James chapter 1 and verse 7, when he says, if any man lack wisdom. All right, okay, before this, James, all right, one verse 5. Now, he says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask God who giveth, to men liberal and upbraideth not. That upbraideth not means he doesn't find fault. Put amplified version there. He says, all right, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives everyone liberal and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, which means God will overlook your fault and it will be given him. However, this is the condition. Verse 6, only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering. No hesitating or doubting, for the one who wavers, hesitates or doubts is like the blowing surge there out of the sea that is blown. In other words, Jesus was saying, it is faith, all right, that Elijah was a man of like passions. He was making his mistakes. He said, but Elijah believed what I said, all right, and I could walk through him because he had faith. So he says, you might be making mistakes here and there. He says, don't come under any form of guilt. I will be along with you. I will put up. I'm long-suffering. I'm patient, right? But what I am looking for is that unwavering faith. In other words, they entered not because of unbelief. What kept them out of the promised land was unbelief, all right? That is the principal sin there that causes prayers to go unanswered. So it says, stay, all right, in the place of faith. I will be along with you. The only way in which you can break that is what Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, that forgive that your father also might show that. So that's connected to that last thing that happened. That's why I told that gentleman, all right, let it go. Because the only thing God is saying is, if you are in faith, you don't waver, 
and you also suffer long, which means you are forgiving people, all right, of their own wrongdoings. He says, then I also will overlook. In other words, you also, you meet with people that, you know, for example, this guy was saying, this player did so much that, look, he could have told him at that point, leave the team, but he managed him so that the person, he could get the best out of the person, all right? And he talked about how he won matches for them. So God also is saying, look, I'll put up with stuff. Don't come under condemnation. Don't think that maybe it's because you, you missed, all right, something happened or you said, or you, he said, what I am looking for is faith, all right? I'm not fault finding, I'm not into that, it is faith. Now, once you are in faith, he said, I will answer you speedily. The beer long has nothing to do with the length of time. It has to do with putting up. It's just like having an, I'm not saying person prays an irritant, but having an irritant beside you in an office and you are, somebody comes and says, you are a patient person. Oh, man, you can, you can take all of these and all of that. You have character. And so, and you still relate to the person. When you're supposed to give the person things, you don't use that against the people, right? You look at it and say, we want to get the job done. This person can get the job done. You give it to that person because they can get the job done and you suffer, all right? Or be along with the family of that person. That's what God is saying there, that I will put up with that, all right? But what I am looking for is that you are in the place and position of faith, all right? You get that. And he says, I will do that speedily, okay? Um, um, if you do that, all right. Thank you, that's all we can take God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.